0: Welcome to the Loverwork Podcast. This is Jeff. And Andre. I could not get you to stop talking.
1: What a woman speak. Do you see what I'm saying?
0: How to break through with your spouse, your partner. <laughs>
1: I've been thinking about this.
0: How did you handle
1: this? The man's kind of got it good. I feel like you're getting off on a little bit of soapbox. This is me rolling my eyes. This
0: is really great. I really. Rolling. Okay, here we go. This is the Love of Work podcast. My name is Jeff. And I'm Andre. Thanks for joining us again today. We hope that you are following this journey and encouraged and finding some small practical things that you can integrate into your work and your marriage and your family. And today we know you'll have some to go along with it.
1: Oh, yes. Today we have Matt and Amina Owen, and they are just amazing people. First of all, Matt is a DJ.
0: Wait, first of all, get ready to laugh.
1: Oh, we were crying, y'all, crying. So Matt is a DJ and also a producer and artist, and Amina is an author of the book How to Fix a Broken Record. She also has a podcast called Her with Amina Brown, and they both actually work together as well and co- collaborate a lot. You struggled with that I word know. a little bit. Let's they say it again. collaborate a lot. Good. And one of their big things they're doing right now is an event that happens once a month in Atlanta called Press Play ATL. Check it out.
0: Um, her book is really, really good. I read it this past spring. Actually, maybe it might have been over Christmas this past year. And um, I remember I texted her after I read it and I told her, thanks for writing this book, Amina, because this is a book that I will... Pass require, along. no require my daughter to read i think require. it's a, yeah like it's yeah. i think it will make her so good. look at life in a better way and find her own purpose in her story so if you have a, a, a you should read it obviously but also like if you have kids that are in high school junior high high school even in college young
1: adults yeah
0: i think they'll, there's so many things in there that'll resonate with them i love it so three things to be listening for today in this podcast um, the first is they t- share some stories about making art together, that, which are pretty funny.
1: Oh, this taking, whole thing is funny.
0: Taking two different creative processes and trying to bridge them together was maybe good. <laughs> we'll hear from them <laughs> on that. Uh, secondly, this I love this statement that we should all learn that Amina uh, taught us. I know what you're going to say. What, what am I going to say?
1: I'm not going to say it. You go ahead and say it.
0: I actually kind of want to hear you say it. See, I knew this was gonna happen. You're right, babe. Oh, that's great. So she recommends <laughs> practicing it in the mirror. Practicing it in the mirror. So that say, maybe even you're if you're right,
1: babe. You you're are, right, babe. No, you are right, babe. Yeah,
0: take it maybe with a little a little slower, more intentional. Try it one more time.
1: Babe. And yeah. number three. <laughs>
0: you are right, babe. You're
1: about to get something
0: number three this is the best you have to be listening to the story because it is amazing amina shares about the advice
1: her, that her grandma. grandma
0: gave her i mean i wrote this out grandma's advice about kissing a white boy too hard
1: oh boy it's so funny i'm kissing you. a
0: white boy too hard
1: tears of laughter here they are matt and amina owen
0: so thankful you guys are here with us today. And I want to start by just hearing your love story. How did you how did you find one another? And I heard it took a little time.
2: Boy. Yeah, didn't it? Yeah, it did. A little, little bit of time. You know?
3: Okay, so we had a simmer. We met at a church. Even though I swore up and down that I was not going to date a man that I met at church, because it was making me very tired, my experience <laughs> dating men. <laughs> in church situations, it's very tiring. But we met at church, I was booked to do poetry at the church he was attending at the time. My grandma was there and everything. Ooh, and I love grandma. Um, shout out to old school because we connected on MySpace mm. after we met there. Oh, wow.
1: MySpace. <laughs> for real? Like, Bring it really,
3: back, really. bringing it way back. Cause he was like, do you do shows uh, in Atlanta sometimes? And I was like, oh yeah, I always invite all my MySpace friends. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I, I bought her a CD. You
3: did oh, take, that CD. That <laughs> take that back. Take that.
2: Put your number on my flip phone.
3: Come on, flip phone, because I know I had a Nokia probably mm, at that point. No, no, I think I had moved up to like a sidekick-looking Android situation. Anyway, okay, so we became friends on MySpace, and then we just started going to different shows and seeing each other there and kind of collaborating on stage together. So we were friends for a good Two years before he figured out maybe we could be more than friends. I was pretty sure of that early on. Oh. I was ready to go to dinner pretty pretty quick into it.
2: I thought there was no way this was lady was so going to be long. interested in this dude. I was like, impossible. Uh, I'm out of my league. Don't shoot your shot. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then uh, people was kind of teasing me because we was hanging out, and I was like, "Oh, my friend Amina, my friend Amina." Really, I, I was cool with it. And then um, I brought it up to her one night because I was getting teased so bad, I was afraid somebody's gonna tease me around her, and so I was trying to protect my friend Amina. And then come to find out, she's like, "Well, my friends are teasing me about you." And I'm like, "That don't make no kind of sense. Why y'all tease about me?" <laughs> and then we we she asked me all kinds of deep deep and, questions that got me in my feelings. You know what I mean? I was like, "Man, she asking some." man, some zingers tonight, whoa.
0: So this was like over, you guys were just having hang in one night? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, we went to, I I won't name the rapper in case anyone knows this person, but we went to a rap concert one night. And this was after we had had started building a show together that we were going to perform, and this rapper that he had told me about was in town, and so we went to see this rap concert, and the rap concert was terrible. It was very bad which is why we won't say the person's
2: name. <laughs> he had a bad night. It
3: happens. <laughs> it was a really bad night. And so we left there early. That's how <laughs> oh, bad the concert was. Yeah. We were like, yeah. I, I was like, this is so whack. I have to leave. Like, it's upsetting yeah. to oh, me man. to stay. And so he was like, well, let's just go grab some food, you know? And I was like, yes.
1: You're like, okay, moving in the right God, direction, right? some food.
3: Yeah, like a date. Mm-hmm. So we went to East Atlanta Village mm-hmm. Grabbed some food, some empanadas Our hood Out there
0: mm-hmm. East Atlanta, just like Havana
3: Listen, mm-hmm. you know <laughs> Grabbed some food out there and chit-chatted and talked and
1: so I really, it was you feeling insecure, Matt. Then, like you oh, were yeah. just feeling insecure yeah, about this yeah, yeah. lovely, yeah, I, gorgeous,
2: I specimen of a woman next to her light. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I was like, if I can't, you know, step up to the plate while I play ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, she, she'd actually a f- few days before that, she had gave me a compliment that really messed me up. I think she had told me I was a jewel of a man, and I was like. I went to public school. I'm not all the way sure what that means. (laughs) Is that a compliment? You're like, I was like, is that a
1: bless your heart compliment
2: or like a real one? Yeah, but it was like such. I would say maybe an extravagant term, a jewel of a man. Like it was so much. I didn't know how to process it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I think the place I wasn't like life had been kind of dealt me some hard hands years before that, and so I was kind of rebuilding everything in my life. So I was in a rough spot. And so I I was really on this thing where I was like, okay, uh, I need to be a whole person before I come try to join up with another person. I want to bring this extra baggage for no reason. So but when she hit me with the jewel of a man, I was like, I need you to come back on that. So, yeah.
1: So after this kind of conversation, what happened? I mean, did this lead into dating and all the things or is this? It did. That evening after we left each other,
3: well, I asked him two questions Mm -hmm. before we left eating the empanadas. I asked him, did he, I asked him if he had all his ducks in a row, because that was his phrase. That was the reason why he wasn't dating anybody, because he was trying to get his ducks in a row. I wasn't trying to be a scrub. And I was like, how many ducks are there? And like, are they mom ducks and baby? I mean, (laughs) just like, what point in the ducks getting in a row-
2: Passenger side of my best friend's ride I was trying like, to how Can we at just you.
3: go to dinner though? Like I was we can go to dinner while you're fixing the ducks. I just didn't understand that. Okay. So I was like, when you get your ducks in a row, would you date? Wow.
0: You just said it just like that.
3: I did. I had two questions and that was my first and one. What's the second? And my second question was, Do you have hope that there is somebody? for you because i felt like these two questions would tell me a couple of things if he said even if i had my ducks in a row i wouldn't date then i'm gonna like walk away from thinking about this ever being a thing you know exactly there's like no hope for it and then if he was like no i don't have hope there's anybody for me i never want to get married i never want to be with anybody then i was like okay then we'll just be friends and that's all it is you know but if i asked him these two questions and the answers are like affirmative oh yeah if i had my ducks in a row i would date and I do have hope there's somebody out there for me, Mm. then I felt like maybe there was a chance. But I asked him the first question, and he was like, yeah, I would date. And then when I asked him the second one, do you have hope there's somebody out there for you, he just got silent at the table. Like awkwardly silent. Like probably like a minute at least went by. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I like offended him, I overstepped, like I don't know what I did. But I was like, I need the answer, so we're going to sit here until...
0: <laughs> he just We're just going to sit
3: like, in you, this awkward... You're going to tell me mm. the answers. So his answer was...
2: I was percolating.
3: You were, though, I mm-hmm. think, now knowing you. And you said something that I thought was really honest and profound. You said you had some fears. And you said some of those were unhealthy fears that you knew it was time for you to move past those and you said some of them were healthy fears. They were things you had inside as a man that you were like, this is the type of life I want to be able to provide to a woman in my life. Like Those are things that are not gonna change about me. But some of my fears are unhealthy and it is time for those to change. And I don't know how we did it, but we walked out of the restaurant (laughs) at that point. I don't remember that part. I just remember being in my car and being like, you done asked some pretty vulnerable questions of this man and you didn't even Mm -hmm. say anything about yourself. You're just like, tell me all your vulnerable things. Bye. You know, hope it goes good. So it was that night that I called him on the way home that I called him on the way home. And I was like, Oh yeah. Um, I was asking you a lot of things. Anyway, I was asking you because you know, I have hope maybe there's somebody out there for me. And then what did you ask me? Do you remember?
2: Oh, I said, I know why I'm single. It makes sense. Why are you single? Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah.
3: (laughs) And I said, it's because I don't put out.
1: (laughs) And you dated all those squirrely men. Uh, Yeah, I was dating a lot of scallywags. Yeah,
2: scallywags. I was like, game on. (laughs) I'm playing, I'm playing,
0: I'm playing. playing.
3: So what? So he came
0: around, I guess, huh?
3: Like that conversation. Yeah, Because I think something about us talking that night like, there was some way you described how you understood at that moment. I,
2: I still didn't catch on what the conversation I was involved in was. I I, I was my walls was up pretty high, so I think what happened. I, she was kind of circling the runway. I could hear she was about to land the plane, and that's when I caught on that oh this girl's trying to say she likes me. That means I got to tell all the people who was like, that girl likes you. I was like, ain't no way that girl likes me. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm wrong again, you know. So I was like, let me, you know, let me cut in here. I think you're amazing. You know, I see these things, such and such about you. And uh, we just had a real open conversation and said, let's, you know, let's give this a try. And then I remember she was like, so when you say let's give this a try, do you mean like we're going to date exclusively and I was This was like, all in the phone call? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. This is all in that our, conversation. Yeah, it progressed fast. Yeah, yeah it did. I mean, from, we
3: were in our 30s though. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, you yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a whole lot different, man. Was, it yeah,
1: is different, yeah. yeah. And
2: So I, I was like, I was just kind of doing the math in my head. I was like, what's what's uh what can I get better than ten? You know, what I mean, ten's right in front of me. Let's go. Let me
1: oh, get. so sweet, <laughs> so sweet. You
0: are, listen, you are setting yourself up right now for a good day. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: That's right.
1: It is Friday. You oh know. yeah, freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you were so. What do you feel like was your biggest hang-up holding you back? I think we have a lot of listeners that are men that are sure. either dating or mm-hmm. going on to another relationship or trying to figure that out. What What mm-hmm. was your biggest what was um, holding you
2: back? I had been married once before. Oh. And uh, so I was in Dallas, Texas for about 10 years doing a lot of music while I was out there, and uh, things was kind of like on the – incline i was building some things and some music deals and different things was kind of happening popping off for me at the time and uh i married a lady and um on the honeymoon night she told me she had changed her mind before we got married but decided she was going to go through with it anyways and i spent the next three and a half almost four years Doing what I thought was the right thing until I got into counseling and it was like, hey, you're doing the wrong thing and then that you know counselor mm-hmm. kind of helped set me right but so when I moved back here, like everything had like crashed mm-hmm. blo- like I, I thought it was over music's over any type of life that I was building or anything that I get to do is now over everything she now from here on rebuild. is like what I have to do versus mm-hmm. what I get to do. so I was like those things in life aren't coming for me at this stage that's done. And, you know, honestly, um, even through therapy helped me understand that like there was a lot of words that was said to me that I was taking into my soul that mm-hmm. I couldn't see myself with someone like Amina. So I was like, Okay, I'm kinda dirt or beneath the dirt and she's up here high up on the right. tree. You know what I mean? And so like we don't go together. So mm-hmm. I don't wanna hold her back by trying to pull her down to where I'm at. That's that's kinda where I was coming from.
1: Mm-hmm. And so you would say that counseling kind of changed that. Uh, Amina yeah. changed that. How? Yeah, yeah, what both. changed?
2: Both. I, I would say. Uh, I would say going to counseling um, gave me some tools. Helped me to untangle, you know, some of the things in my mind. Just somebody who's impartial, who can listen and be like, "Nah, man, you was actually wrong in this part, but you was right in this part." And then here's this, and you know, these words. And then I, I would say my friendship with Amina. Uh, was very helpful to me because like I just really enjoyed talking to her. And I was like, but why does she enjoy talking to me? You know what I mean? Or she mm-hmm. would give me compliments. A and,
1: jewel of a man.
2: Yeah, but <laughs> it was almost like it hurt. It's true. It's it it kind of hurt inside. And, and like at the time, because all the depression, like my weight ballooned way up. And she would tell me she found me attractive. And there were some things that were like, it was like painful. You know what I mean? To mm-hmm. hear that. And I was like, Almost like I couldn't handle. I was like, "That's that's impossible," because you know what I'm saying what I saw, you know. Right. And so it, it 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 messed me up, but it it made me have to like step back and see life a different way. And um, man, honestly, it was giving me opportunities. I to this day, even what I'm doing right now, I wouldn't be doing it if my wife had not come along. I I'd be who knows what I'd be doing right now. So. Hey, man, I'm curious. Like, in the now. Mm-hmm. When
0: do some of the, like, do those things still bubble up? The same fears, mm-hmm. the same mm-hmm. doubts, and how do you guys work through that together as a couple?
2: Yeah, abs- absolutely. Still, still pop up, deal with things that, it, it's almost like you have to let go of the idea of, I got this. You know what I mean? Or... I'm gonna I'm step into this thing and be, uh, man, I, I got this. You just, wait, just wait and see. Like, as a performer, you have a thing inside of you to where it's like, oh, I can't wait for those lights to come up. I can't wait for them to turn that sound system on. I can't, especially if I'm in front of a crowd who's kind of got their arms crossed. Like, what's about to happen? Like, uh, there's that thing in me. It's like, oh, I'm about to show you. I, I can't mm-hmm. wait for it to happen. Mm-hmm. But life is a little bit different you you walk in like i got this in your mind you probably like i don't got this but i'm gonna fake the funk like i got this but really in that faking you're set, setting yourself up to number 1 miss the beauty of a vulnerable relationship which is something i've learned but also you are you're creating something that you can't maintain you know what i mean so i think that's that's been a big thing for me is is the vulnerability of me and my spouse talking it out and being like hey, man, here's what's going on inside my brain. This is kind of embarrassing to say out loud. But when I say it out loud, something beautiful always comes from it. Or like, yeah. Hmm. What would you add to that? You've been in
0: those moments, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Very I th- recently.
3: I think, I think one of the huge great things to me about our relationship was that friendship 1st that I think that took away a lot of pretenses for us in the beginning because we were working together, rehearsing, and you know I was wearing sweatpants and you know just not wearing stuff that I would wear if I was like oh I'm thinking about going on a date yeah, right now. Yeah, you're trying to or... impress
0: versus no. trying to yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, so I think that by itself we entered the friendship like that where we were starting to just have these very honest conversations. And I'm really thankful for that now in our marriage because I think underneath the fact that we're lovers and partners and all these different things we are to each other, we are each other's friends. Mm. So I think there's a part of us that there's a part of me, I'll say, that still is his friend and wants to know like, What did you think about that when it happened? What did you feel about that? And feels so honored that he would open those things up to me. I'm very like emotions on the sleeve. Like if I feel it, I have to say it, you know. But for him to get to a point of processing where he's like, hey, I was thinking about this today or thinking about how I felt about this. And the fact that he's sharing that with me is a huge deal to me. So I want to keep that communication open between us, whatever that means. If that means like I need to wait before I comment on it and let him finish processing, you know, or sometimes if I just need to say, you know, like we were, we've been practicing when he shares certain things with me, me being able to say, I'm really sorry, babe. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm really sorry that happened versus I'm sorry, but you need to think about it, you know, like Mm -hmm. those Mm -hmm. things. So it's been a good uh, learning lesson for me, how Mm -hmm. to be a better spouse to him when we have those vulnerable conversations.
1: You got some counseling all up in there for, Mm -hmm. for that. Mm -hmm. I love how you're like, I'm practicing saying that's exactly what I'm (laughs) (laughs) doing.
3: You know how therapists do.
1: (laughs) Oh goodness. All right. So the other thing that I love about you two is that you are in a interracial marriage relationship Mm -hmm. and you've just got a lot of differences and a lot Mm -hmm. of cultural differences. Tell me how you, both have kind of worked through that with your families Mm -hmm. with your friends how'd that kind of come about that's that's a good question
3: Mm. I think I think both of us had the experience of being a minority in school okay Mm -hmm. in different ways so I think that made our dating interesting mm-hmm. because there were some things that he knew having grown up in some schools where he was the only white kid there or one of a small number of white kids there. And obviously me having had the experience in school or an AP class being the only you know, black girl in that room or the only you know, student of color in that room. So I think there were some lessons that we both learned in some of those ways. We both moved a lot as kids. So had to live in some different places and environments had to make friends with people who might have been really different from us in various ways. So I think that both of us got to have that growing up sort of made our coming together and our families coming together not as full of tension. I think in my family, you know, my mom and grandma, you know, I grew up in a house with no men, you know. Mm. I was raised by my mom. My grandma lived with us towards the end of high school. So for my mom and grandma, just to see a good man come into the family it
1: was beautiful they yeah.
3: were like all right you know i mean he had to go through some hoops for us to prove he was actually a good man you know there was definitely <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely some hoops to have to jump there welcome to the club there you know but it was more that than it was like who's white. this white man right. coming into the family <laughs> not you know? the race thing no it was yeah. more like there had been some experiences in my family of just what a man who maybe doesn't have good character or is or or isn't committed to this right. marriage or this relationship so my family was like yay yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. We're happy to see happy to see him here yeah. all right you know so we really didn't experience those tensions among our family or our friends I think we both kind of hang around in a lot of diverse crowds Mm -hmm. that way. I think when we got married and started traveling together, that's when, you know, we'd go in some small college towns Mm -hmm. and definitely went into a restaurant together and heard the forks, like, hit the plate, Mm
1: -hmm. like, you know. Mm -hmm.
3: Like, so had some moments like that where we would travel or where people, if I would talk to my talk about my husband, they would assume even if the only other black man in the room was a janitor or someone that already worked <laughs> oh, there, no. that was on staff, you know, they'd be like, "Oh, your husband?" <laughs> they like, point to the janitor, <laughs> you know, and I'm like. I'm married to this
1: man that you saw me walk in here with. Yeah, that you know, one. I was kind of holding his hand, mm-hmm. too. Did the you red check hair. that? <laughs> yeah,
3: married to him. So I don't think in our family and friends we experience that tension. We have talked about among ourselves and among some other friends of ours who are in uh, interracial marriages that this time in America is hmm. very, very interesting mm-hmm. to be in an interracial relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that America has not been a racist place prior to our current administration or current climate right? We mm-hmm. know that's been true Right, but I think uh, the way the conversations are coming up the way uh, this era in our history has emboldened people again in some ways that I think mm. they were still racist. They just weren't as emboldened. They were, those were conversations they had when the doors were closed. Yeah. You know? yeah. But now they feel a little more emboldened to say certain things. I think that has made us have to have some really hard conversations and talk through some hard stuff. You know? mm-hmm. What'd you say, babe?
2: Um, yeah, I would say the same with family. You know, there's always that that thing where you're you're taking your you and your fiance are going to your grandma's ninetieth birthday at her house in that part of Virginia where you're like, oh, we are going to that part of Virginia. Definitely, <laughs> a couple of my
3: friends were like, "Does he know where he's taking you? He's taking be you careful. to the hills of Virginia." And I was like, "He knows. His daddy knows. They're mm-hmm. gonna be watching." Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> we so we we pulled up. This little tiny house i've been going to my whole entire life walk in to see my my mamma's what we called her and uh above her head was this cuckoo clock with a big confederate flag on it and oh boy. robert e lee comes out at noon and out of oh, the cuckoo no. clock <laughs> out of the cuckoo clock my i i'm 40 years old i've been going to this house my whole did you whole never life. notice no it was never there oh it what was that's the first time it's ever been there. The wow. one time, no, and wow. then you, oh. you got the uncle who pops off and says something. I ain't never heard you talk like that. Wait a minute, what? You know, and yeah, we 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 had a, a a fam. Me and my dad, we had a, a family powwow. All right, here's what's gonna happen. That this happened, this happened. All right, let's go. So we we had an escape route. I didn't didn't have to come to that, but. This is one of those times where it's like, ain't nothing like family, man. Let me tell you. You
1: always got the crazy uncle somewhere. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, you were talking about as you've traveled and shared, uh, you guys both, you have shows you do together and you have shows mm-hmm. you do separate in, mm-hmm. in different environments. I was actually thinking when, when you were talking and sharing about that, I remember the first time I ever, I'm looking at Amina right now, I remember the first time I ever heard you do a spoken word. Really? I do. And it was, it was transformative for me. Mm. It was a beautiful thing. Mm. Uh, It was probably, I think it was like 17 years ago.
1: It's been a long time. Whoa. It has been a long time. It has
0: been a very long time. But I'll never forget that day. And I remember there's a presence that you have uh, when when you share, when you speak. Mm. So, anyway, I want to hear some stories. I I know Matt and I have talked about this at different times about being on the road when she is the primary speaker Mm -hmm. or.
1: The front lines. I don't know, mm-hmm. yeah. The headline. Mm-hmm.
0: And you see a lot in the background. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm curious for you guys to share. And you vice versa. I'm curious what, what experiences that has been. Because I think at times for you, Matt, that means that you've had to kind of step back and let mm-hmm. her shine, which mm-hmm. I know for a lot of men is hard to do. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So share a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, um, that, that's the thing. So now, especially now, my wife, more of her work. Is her doing longer periods of time by herself? So, uh, when I'm on the road with her, you know I'm I'm playing more of a background role. I may run her merch table, or just make sure the check is right, or I'm there to eat food in the green room, or you know something <laughs> like that. But you you do get you know you get those those comments, those looks, those oh you you're just here holding the purse or you know you know what I'm saying you get you, you you hear some stuff like that. And you know, I think about it, um, I was in theater in high school and uh, high school and a little bit afterwards, and uh, the thespian motto was to know your part and play it well. And so I end up in a lot of different rooms as a performer where as I may, I may be the entertainment where all eyes are on me and it's time for me to put on a show. Or I may be background music in between things so you're not putting on as much of a show but make sure people are having a good time. Or mm-hmm. I may be in the background with my wife making sure that people are acting right or making sure that her social media is right or whatever it may be. But but in, in whatever situation I'm in, if I know what my part is and I play it well, then, mm-hmm. then the outcome is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I walk into a moment and that moment isn't the moment where the lights are gonna be aimed at me, and I'm not here to put on a show. If I try to put on a show, anyways, honestly, you're just gonna come across thirsty. You know what I'm saying? It mm. d- it's not gonna work well for anyone. Mm. It's not gonna go, it's not like people are gonna go, wait a minute, we booked the wrong one. That's where the talent is. <laughs> you- People book my wife because they want what she does. You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. I, I don't talk the way she talks. I can't spell half the words that come out of her mouth. You know, like there's a lot of times we, we'll be mid conversation. I'll be like, all right, what's that word, me? You know what I mean? They, <laughs> they they bring her in because she does what she does so well, and I'm a fan of her gift. You know what I mean? Like when people are like, I'm such a fan of your wife. I say, me too, and they always laugh. But I'm like, no, for real. Like like I I get it in the middle of the week when she. Runs in my office, like, "Hey, I'm working on this poem. Here's this thing. Oh, you think it's cool? I'm like, do I think it's cool? That's amazing, you know. So I'm genuinely a fan of my wife's gift, but I I do think it's that that bottom line thing of of knowing your part and and playing it well. That's going to get you a better outcome. I think.
1: Hmm. When we were, yeah.
3: When we were, I'm trying to think, were we engaged or have we just gotten married? I think we were engaged, and uh, someone at our church walked up. To me and said, "Oh, you guys are about to get married, so you're gonna come off the road."
1: It was like an automatic assumption, right?
3: Right? But like, oh, you're getting married. That must mean you're not gonna do that anymore. And I started traveling as a poet at 22 years old. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm about to get married at that point, at 31. I'd already been, you know, almost 10 years into a career. So I'm like, you would never, no one would ever walk up to a man who's a doctor and and be like, oh, you're about to get married. I guess you'll stop doing surgeries. (laughs) You know, like that's not a thing, but it is a thing for how, depending on the environment you're in, what people think a woman is supposed to be doing. Mm. And I had a lot of fears even. As an artist that was traveling like this, uh, that I wouldn't be domesticated enough for a man. That I was mm-hmm. I just thought well, I'm never gonna get married because a man wants some woman in an apron with these hot blueberry cook. muffins <laughs> and clean kids when you I mean, get home. And that you know. doesn't sound you didn't lose me a blueberry muffin. <laughs> I was tell you. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I might make a muffin, but I also have books to write. You know? <laughs> so like there can't be muffins for you every day if I write this book. Yeah. And so Ah. when this man said this to me, I, you know, I was in the middle of planning my wedding. So I was obviously very emotional. And I called Matt on the way home and I was just crying my eyes out because I was like, is that what I have to do to be air quotes a wife? Like, is this what you expect? Yeah. Yeah. And he said to me, hey, first of all, you're not marrying that guy. Mm -hmm. Like you're marrying me. And he was like, I don't, I don't want just like this small part of you. He was like, I want all of you and mm. your gifting and what you feel called to do in the world. He was like, that's that's a part of who you are. So I have to say it made a big difference for me, not only to be married to someone who is as gifted as my husband is, mm-hmm. but that he doesn't need me to be smaller mm. so that he can feel like his gifts are great, mm. that his gifts can be great and that my gifts can be great, too. And we try to exist in a partnership like that. Like Mm -hmm. I don't need him to be small Mm -hmm. so that I can feel great. It's that Mm -hmm. we're both talented people. We're both people with gifts that we can exist in a partnership without one person having to be the lowly Cinderella, (laughs) you know, with Mm -hmm. soot all over them, Mm -hmm. you know, we can exist uh, together.
2: I think that's one thing that people don't, they don't get to see. And I, I think that for some reason that's, not something that comes to their mind. There's not a cool way to tell them, you know, is that we actually do collaborate a lot with how we work both in with what we do individually is very different from each other, but it's very collaborative. It's what do you think? What do you hear? What, you know, these things. And, I think that's something that it's hard to convey and be like, well, actually I helped, you know, when she was talking about writing that poem, I was like, here's a cool idea. And she didn't take it. But that <laughs> idea led to an idea, you know, <laughs> yeah. give me some credit. Those, those are those are things that, that, that you don't know. But I think it goes back to the healthy fears I had as Amina's friend was. I want to add to what she does, not take away from what she does in our partnership. So if it if it's we're working on a project and there's someone else who could do this thing for her better than I could do it, then I would rather that person shoot this or that person edit this or that person do or, or the music or, or whatever it would be that if, if someone can like whatever is going to um, I don't, I don't want to pull her back. I want to add to I think it's.
1: Hmm. Hmm. So one of my favorite times, Amina, is when you and I had dinner with grandma and grandma is she's a character. She She, but the best part is that she is so inappropriate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about grandma. And also in relation to Matt, did she just open arms, accept him? Because (laughs) I cannot believe that after meeting her. I cannot believe that. I mean, you were you were all kind in saying that your family was open to a good man, but I think grandma would be like, mm-mm. I'm sure no. she told you what she thought. Oh, she she told me what she thought in <laughs> in no uncertain terms.
3: Okay, <laughs> so I took Matt to have dinner with mom, grandma, and my sister, which I had never taken a man to do. Okay. I think my mom thought that I was secretly pregnant. I think that was just my mom's <laughs> constant fear. She was like, why we gotta sit down and have dinner? I'm like, can't we sit down and have dinner though? Like adults. Even after we got engaged, I was like, we get married in three months. She was like, What's the rush? (laughs) And I'm like, lady,
1: I'm 31. Listen.
3: We're getting married. Okay. So I took him there to have dinner. I left him in the living room with grandma. Mistakes. Oh boy. Oh boy. Mistakes. So grandma's in there talking to him about her her. Breast size and <laughs> talking to him about <laughs> how Breazir? she she talk, she's telling him she she can't find a swimsuit because they are talking about swimming, so she's telling him she can't find a swimsuit that's appropriate for her because she's top heavy. Oh, so as I walk in, she's tugging on her bra straps while, while telling him this, just <laughs> so you know husband. how the conversation goes. I have crying right so now. So after that meeting, I go back to visit her when it's just me and her. Cause I want to hear, you know, what was she has to say. Was not just like
1: red face. Oh like, no, no. Not,
3: he was with it. He was like, Grandma, if you ever find that bathing suit, let me know, because
2: <laughs> the I would roller totally roller. go Text to the pool picture. with you, Grandma.
3: I could show you, you know, how to float and swim a little bit, <laughs> oh. you know. He was totally with this. So I was like, this is terrible. This is- <laughs> So I go back to visit grandma and I walk in and she's, my grandma's short. So they have like a little bar area in their kitchen. So she's standing, leaning on the bar thing, talking on the phone when I walk in. So as soon as I walk in, she's like, okay, bye. She hangs up. And I said, grandma, what you doing? She said, oh, nothing. Just telling your business. Oh, (laughs) no. She was telling other people about it already. (laughs) <laughs> she loved Matt yeah. okay. immediately. Okay. She loved Good. him. Okay. Good. And after we got together, then she felt it was her job to give me relationship advice. Oh, mm-hmm. oh yes. It's so time. one of the best pieces of advice she gave me <laughs> is she, you know, I walk in and she's like, baby, sit down. I got to tell you something. She was prepped. She was ready. I already know. I already so I'm like, know. okay, Grandma, what's going on? She's like, listen, I want you to remember when you kiss Matt don't kiss him too hard (laughs) so at that point i'm kind of like
1: um what what? am i about to
3: like i'm about to hear my grandma say something that like i can't undo no like when she says it out loud like it's out there but now like i'm super curious i'm like okay i'm like well why should i kiss Matt too hard she was like well you know that white people bruise easy and I want to make sure that you don't kiss Matt too hard so he won't have bruises on his cell. So of course, my mom's like running because my mom's trying to catch this conversation oh, before no, it like man. gets out yes. of hand, no, I guess. So my mom's running in. she's like, "Mom, you don't need to tell Mina how hard she can kiss Matt. They're get married. She can kiss Matt as hard as she wants to. So my grandma says, "Well, I learned from the white ladies I used to work with at the hospital. <laughs> they told me they beat their kids with wet towels so they didn't bruise their kids. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would get one of the websites. Anyway,
3: <laughs> listen, <laughs> that please. It was giving me with
2: everything, but. <laughs> Hot Wheels tracks I'm
3: like first so, of oh, all The what, hickeys So we're <laughs> talking about The job cord? is this That Belts? y'all have time To sit around Talking about What instruments Are being used To Man. whoop a kid First of all <laughs> So <laughs> then I'm like Okay about the wet towels That's fine So mom's like It's fine You need to just Let her kiss him Hard as you want to So then my grandma said But well, she need to watch it Right here but And she did like neck. A little the touch neck. on the neck the so the I was hickeys. like I don't know if she's Telling me that she sees A hickey on Matt And she's thinking I did it Maybe I did <laughs> But either way she was on board with this immediately i still think if something happened to me she would marry matt herself oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> she might have a shot you,
1: know? oh, you love her that much <laughs> I, love it.
0: I love it all right so now you guys are working on a lot of projects together well yeah. you have been for a long time mm-hmm. but more yeah. even more recently exponentially more yeah. right yeah how is that who gets the last call
1: yeah, how do you work together? Because you know sometimes that doesn't work out.
0: Y'all just both took right. a deep breath at the exact same time and so, gave each other yeah. eye contact. It's, it's, it's been a, it's been
2: an call. interesting journey because okay, like producing albums for my wife, I worked with her the way I would work with any artist. So I'm here to. Take your story, your brand, make it sound like you. So I would say in that way, the way with, with any artist I work with, they have the, the final say. So I say, do you like this? I don't like that. You try to help the artist find the words to say what they do or don't like. We did an album together as Soul Graffiti. That was a different...
1: <laughs> She's just laughing. That was a different
2: thing. She's take. holding back. I mean, you are holding back. I'm not,
3: I'm not laughing because... I think the project was actually good. We don't know where it exists anymore. I think yeah. it might be wiped from the web. Yeah. But we might put it back free somewhere so y'all <laughs> can list it. Because I actually loved what we came up yeah. with. But our process of how we work, because it normally was. it's like I walk in like, I have these poems here. Can you put music to these? And he'll be like, I'll do that. But that slow graffiti project was the first time we both walked in with nothing.
2: Okay. Writing together, you were doing produce stuff together. Yeah. Everything a- everybody every step had together. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm like so real particular
3: step. about my creative process. I'm like, I need to listen to John Coltrane first. And then I gotta write about my insecurities. And then I gotta think about how much this is gonna suck, even though I should still write this, even though it might suck. You know, like I gotta like take myself through that first. Right? I'll be in a
2: tub beatboxing like, yo, listen to this.
3: Yeah. <laughs> That's your like, process. <laughs> we're totally Whatever. opposites on that. Like, I'm the person who writes a thing, and I and I come up upstairs to him like i really think this thing could be better the idea that i initially had was yeah. like way better than how this came out and i'm it? not sure this is ever going to be as good as the thing that i wrote two months ago whatever he makes a thing he's immediately like this is the best song i've ever made this <laughs> is amazing this is the best thing.
2: you got to hear <laughs> he this right selling. now he will yeah sell it right way. now
3: And like he needs noise. I'm feeling it. He could watch like cartoons or watch a comedian as a part of his creative process. That like bugs me. So we had to like find a way to make that album in the room together, Mm -hmm. which was the only way that you could do it. So we just had to sort of like I had to sit in there while he kind of like fiddled around until the music idea came to him, which was weird for him to have someone in the room.
2: Oh, While that was happening. Having right? another person there. Yeah yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. And same for me to be in there without my John Coltrane was like, <laughs> what are we doing?
2: My, I don't know. Amina would be like, she'd be like, I don't like that. I'd be like, well, what don't you like? She's like, I don't know. I just don't like that. So I'd be like, well, before I spend another 20, 30 minutes on something else, let me know what about this you don't like. And she's like, well, I don't have the words to say what I don't like.
3: Well, I'd be like, well, it needs more punch right here. And I thought it was going to have more soul in this (laughs) section. And he'd be like, "Well, is it the bass is too high? Does right. it have like, not enough treble? You didn't even have enough is the language? percussion? I don't know. You just need more punch in there <laughs> and fix it. You know, I don't know what to say. But I think now, uh, two of the things we're collaborating on now, uh, one is an event and one is a podcast." Mm-hmm. And with the event, it's interesting because we're sort of playing the role of co-curators in that space Uh, where we're doing an event here in Atlanta called Press Play. So we book the artists. We're building the room. So he has a much better ear than I do. Mm -hmm. So any calls on sound or audio production, he gets the last call because I can't. I can't hear it the way he can mm-hmm. like, we'll be somewhere. And he'd be like, do you hear that train? And I'm like, what is he talking about? Like, I don't hear anything. So,
0: so you've had to agree. Like, this is your lane. Yes.
3: And then there's some things like with the artists we book or how we, how we like build the environment of the room that we have to come to an agreement. So mm-hmm. it's like, we have to sit down and I'm like, all right, here's the thing I thought, here's the thing I was feeling. What are you thinking? And then he'll yeah. go, okay, I think this, maybe we should try this. And we have to like come to an agreement on that. It's like both of us have to be on the same page in order to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And your podcast and the podcast. So again, with the production, he's producing the podcast. So and I'm like the host, and I'm I'm picking the people that are going to be on it. But he's the one like, when you record, this is how we're gonna record it. And he's listening to them, so with all of the editing and stuff. So he's also like, okay, this part right here, I think maybe next time we need to do this. I think the outro needs to sound like this. So I'm like, he right. (laughs) it's a good it's a good marital practice of you're right babe Mm. you're right babe like if I could give you know any advice to newlyweds that would be one thing I would say just that two weeks before you get married just look in the mirror in your own face and practice saying you're right babe Mm. you're right hon whatever you call your person sweetie you're right and just say it period no attitude no disclaimers just you know what babe you're right
2: when this podcast agree, comes babe. out, you're I'm right. gonna sample that part and make it a <laughs> ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> you're, right, babe. Right. you're right, babe. You're right, babe. You're right. There's so
3: many times that you're like, you're right, babe. Even know I think what I but said I don't was like, also. Yeah,
2: people gonna be like, "Why don't you answer your phone?" I'll be like, I just want to hear one I more time. I just want to keep hearing. <laughs> you right, babe. <laughs> yeah, totally I feel like.
0: That. I feel you need like. To send him that. Well, I I, I didn't I didn't see you write this down, Andre. But you need to practice in the mirror. Isn't that what you said? <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. So just yeah. practice
3: maybe, in the mirror. Oh, yeah, yeah maybe right. you should yourself. just
2: write that down and maybe. Practi- I'm rolling my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's right enough It's just It just It pours out You know Even when I'm wrong Even if I am right I'd be like You're right babe Wait no Hold up <laughs> i not mean this time Come on
1: So that brings up Some good ones So some good dialogue About first of all You got married later Yeah And you guys talked earlier A little bit about How that is way different mm-hmm. Talk to us about that A little bit First of all Just dating later Maybe talk to some Of the single people Who might be listening In that space Of 30s going on to 40s, still single, dating? Give us some advice, give them some advice.
2: Well, I feel like, um, you know, there's pluses and minuses both ways, you get married earlier, then you hit the ground running, you learn some, th- some hard things early on together, you both kind of grow up together. But when you get married later on, I think you're more comfortable in your own skin you kind of know who you are a little mm. bit more, what you bring to the table. So she gets, she's all the way her and I'm all the way me. Mm. And I don't find her trying to change me. Uh, I find her, uh, you know, I, I would say some of the rougher areas of me have been sanded down. Um, she smoothed me out a bit. And she she's a bit more armory than when I found her. So yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> I, you know, there's some things that I wouldn't say out loud at this point that I'll hear her say. i will be like, hey, yeah. homie, that's out. OK, cool. You it's know, very true. But I, I, I say that that's a, a major plus, I would say, because I, I know who I am. She knows who she is and she she genuinely likes who I am. I genuinely like who she is. So I'm not trying to change her. She ain't trying to change me.
3: I think we had a chance to go to therapy before we got married. Hmm. And I think that was a huge plus mm-hmm. for us uh, that we both separately had been in therapy to learn some of what our triggers were, mm-hmm. what some of our woundedness was coming mm-hmm.
2: from. Communication. Yeah. How to fight fair. Stuff like that. That
3: was, that was a bigger help than I thought. I mean, I went into therapy just because... Needed it. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know that was going to be a plus in a relationship Mm. later, just having on my own uh, started a healing process. I think that turned out to be a huge plus for us getting married later. I think I think we had an interesting experience being artists getting married later, I will say, Mm -hmm. because I think there are some places where we look at other couples in our same age group. And we f- may feel behind them in certain regards. You know, like when we were getting married, I had friends who already were on their second house and had a condo as a rental property, you know, right, and yeah, yeah. we were like in our mid 30s buying our first home, you know. So I think to just knowing that the way the timelines work in your life is not always as linear or as like whatever societal or cultural expectations say that has to be that you really can Uh, Build a life with someone at the point where you are. I think also because we had had roommates before. I've talked about this with some other younger married couples. Mm. Being a good roommate is actually a huge part of being a good spouse, right? And Mm. I think us having lived with other people who were different from us, who grew up differently from us, who wash the dishes maybe differently than we did or, you know, those things like having to navigate that as a roommate and learning that respect of another person's space or speaking up when you're like, hey, if you keep leaving these burritos like this, it's a problem (laughs) with me. You know, I think navigating that uh, because we got married in our 30s, we had done that part in our 20s. So I think it made us good roommates. And some Mm -hmm. marital fights are literally about roommate. Oh, yeah things <laughs> exactly yeah
1: you two are cute. They're sitting there smiling at each other. Look at they're going to talking about night. all
3: those poems. No one's uh, ever going to hear. Yeah, all the feelings.
0: feelings. Hey, whoa! Don't look at each other. We, we are still <laughs> yeah. in the room, y'all. We are still, <laughs> still in the room. Proud. Yes, oh, this wow. this
3: is another episode of Love Instead of Work. <laughs> oh, that's God. that's the after hours version of the Lover Work oh, podcast. My goodness. <laughs> easy,
0: <laughs> easy, <laughs> easy, <laughs>
3: easy,
0: easy. All right, calm. T- Should have t- brought take your saxophone, Matt. You brought your
3: saxophone. This whole room would heat up.
0: All right. This leads us. To our last Just and final question. Andre, do you so before ask this question?
3: gets
1: out of hand. <laughs>
0: Seriously, they need to go home and find a room. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: uh, all right. Is it possible to change the world, stay in love, and raise a healthy family? Is it possible to
3: change the world, stay in love, and raise a healthy family?
1: Sometimes I want to say no. You, you go ahead and say no. Say we seasonal. are okay with that.
3: I feel like I wanna say no. I think the part of that phrase that makes me wanna say no is to change the world. Hmm. Is it possible to do good in the world? Mm -hmm. Is it possible to do the best that you can with the resources that you have? Is it possible to be a good force or good influence in your community and stay in love and have a healthy family? Yes. I think change the world is a huge goal to put on your shoulders Mm. as an individual and as a couple. And I and I do think if we look at it, some of the most influential people that have air quotes changed the world. They didn't stay in love, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, and they we didn't have a healthy a family. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would say, no, to the change the world part. But can you do good
2: stuff in the world
3: and stay in love and stay healthy?
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. you can. What do you, what say, you say, Matt?
2: I I would agree. I think it's uh, big picture, no. Seasonally, yes. I think that there 's mm. you have to know what season you, you have to be able to read the season of life that you 're in there 's some seasons where where the two of us were we know what life we signed up for, and we have that talk we 're like we signed up for this it 's hard to get up and go do this thing right now, but we signed up for this thing, so we 're going to do it and there 's some times where we have to be able to read the season and say for our marriage, for our individual health, for whatever, we got to say no to this thing even though it would be a great opportunity or uh it would do a lot of good in this and then you know a lot of times people may not understand that or sometimes I I think that if we made some different choices we might be more famous or more right. what whatever successful than than we are but uh, you know like um, like Amina said there's a long line of amazing human beings who did amazing things but their children they got a whole different story to tell or they're mm-hmm. they're they got they got a you know line behind them of of things that was very unfortunate and just from the conversation we have we it's like you do have to choose this this time around this part yeah yeah we can do this but it comes up again mm, i don't think we can do it this time because mm. we because at the end of the day when we always talk about at the end of the day, when our phones stop ringing and our emails stop coming in, it's gotta be me and this lady right here yep. sitting here. You yep. know what I mean? When, when the lights are on and everybody loves us and they're like, "Thank you so much for being here at a, our event." That's cool, but one day all of that's going to stop. One day my phone's not gonna ring no more. Her phone. Well, my, people might keep calling her, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But one, one day, it's not going to be, mm-hmm. it's not build mode. One day, it's, it's going to be like, it's just me and this lady right here. Yeah. And where does our relationship stand? That's, that's changing, changing the world immediately around me.
1: Mm. Yeah. I love it. Thank you guys so for being man. here. Mm. Thank you. And now it's time for the breakdown. Oh, I'm still laughing at the stories. It was so funny. I mean, they were basically
0: looking at each other and making out with their eyes. Oh yeah, that was at the end. It yeah. got a
1: little little out of
0: hand there. It was getting a little hot in here.
1: <laughs> hey, we're just encouraging love. We're encouraging that spark of love. And right? sex. Of course, you would say that. So my favorite part, one of my favorite parts, was just Matt talking about the thespian model, know your part and play it well. And I love just how he was speaking about Amina and how he is like her biggest fan of her gifts. And um, But really knowing when he also just needs to carry her bag. Mm-hmm. Like they're at a conference, he's going to carry her bag. Mm-hmm. And But also just the security that he has of knowing that that's just as important at that moment than it is when he's on stage doing his DJ thing, you know?
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good ideal to think about in relationship, that there's moments that we need to be platforming each other and understanding, like, this is your moment. This is not my moment. This is my moment. This is not your moment, you know? And having that fluidity of being able to celebrate the other person. Matt does that really good, not not just on stage. I mean, as we were sitting here, I was really impressed with his ability to kind of go, no, this is this is what you're great at. This is something I love about you and platforming that. He's uh, such a jewel.
1: A jewel of a man. What else did you think?
0: Yeah, I I thought there was this really interesting thing that Amina gave words to. And she said that she had a fear of not being domesticated enough. Hmm. I thought that was a really concise and clear thing that she gave voice to and words to that. I have a feeling a lot of women wrestle with Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: they've never been able to really say it in a, in a way that was as, as um, short and distinct as she did. Right. And I thought it was really interesting. I mean, I think you've wrestled with that, but for Matt and I both, it's like, we don't want that. Hmm. Like on one hand, yeah, it would be nice if you made us blueberry muffins or whatever the thing she joked about. But that's not who we married. Hmm. That's not the person that we we dreamt of. That's not what we were in love with, neither one of us. And I'm mm-hmm. sure there's a lot of men that way that feel that even if it came to be that way, that's not that's not what we need and that's not what really we want.
1: Yeah, I do love that. I think that the times that for me as a woman that it happens the most is when, I start looking around and comparing, hmm. you know, and I'm comparing myself to,
2: Everyone. you know,
1: anything else that's not me essentially. Right. But ultimately it's like every person has their gift. And let me tell you, mine is not blueberry muffins. I mean, I'm a way better baker, baker than you, you are. are so much better. Yeah. I would rather you bake those muffins any day, any day. <laughs> Cause they'll turn out, you know,
0: my last thought that I just want to say is, I mean, what grandma, what, <laughs> what grandma gives their grand granddaughter advice about hickeys?
1: Okay, first of all, that's just grandma. <laughs> that is just grandma. But let me talk about another serious point that I liked. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> we're not going to end on hickeys n- No, no. I really love that how they talked about. Dating older and getting married older and some of the things that was really important. But one of the things they talked about was therapy and that they were both separately in therapy and counseling. And they kind of felt like they knew themselves and had worked through a lot of things with themselves. And so they were coming into a relationship a lot more whole, a lot more healthy than the beginning. And and just putting a little plug in therapy. Well, and I I think Matt,
0: you could, I mean, as you're in conversation, you you just sense that he he has processed so much more about himself Mm -hmm. than the average person.
1: Yes. They're both very Mm self-aware. Yeah. And have that emotional intelligence about themselves.
0: This was really a great episode. We're so thankful to Matt and Amina. And all of our listeners, we're thankful you join us in this. If you take a second please share this podcast episode with someone that you think could really relate with it. It might be, it actually might be somebody that's a newlywed because they're still in their first phases of marriage. They don't have kids yet. Um, so it might be somebody that just needs a, an encouragement in the first phases of, of their marriage to so think about someone that could really benefit from this and share it with them today. Send the text message, share it directly from where you're listening right now. And we hope you enjoyed another episode of Love or Work.